Welcome to the Jujiteras podcast. My name is Stacy. I'm a Jujitera, and this is my podcast. In this episode, I sat down with my friend and training partner, Coach Dave Green, to discuss nutrition and jujitsu. We had a really great discussion talking about how complex health is, um, how different nutrition affects people differently, and how to build consistent habits. However, I do need to disclaim something for legal purposes. This is very important, so please do not skip over this. Dave and I are not medical professionals, nor do we ever claim to be. In fact, we mentioned several times throughout the episode that we are not medical professionals. Also, this podcast episode should not be taken as specific medical advice for anyone. The purpose of this episode is to provide general information about nutrition to help you make informed decisions about your own health and your own body. We also give you resources to turn to if you have specific questions regarding your body and your health. Okay, I just wanted to make that clear because I don't want our message to get misconstrued or misunderstood. Now, with all of that said, please enjoy this informative and fun conversation that I had with Coach Dave Green. All right, welcome back, everyone. I am sitting here with my friend and training partner, Coach Dave Green. Hello. Woo. Woo. Welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Excited. Yay. Me too. Um, so can you please introduce yourself to the audience? Sure. Uh, my name's uh, Dave Green. I go by Coach Dave Green. Uh, I am a blue belt at Gracie Barra Donners Grove. I've been training for about just over two years, 27. Yeah, May would be my 27th month. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, nice. Now, also, you're here today to talk to us about nutrition and jiu-jitsu, and also, next time, weightlifting slash cross-training and jiu-jitsu, sure. which is also... These are specialties of yours. Mm-hmm. Um, can you please introduce to the audience or just say what your particular qualifications are? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I own uh, two gyms. Uh, my primary gym, is, my brick and mortar is a CrossFit gym. It's been in business just shy of nine years. I've been coaching for 10. Uh, I also operate another gym that uh, functions inside a manufacturing company on the mm-hmm. west side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. So that model there is corporate wellness but a huge percentage of their staff is uh, labor mm. so it's not like corporate wellness um, uh, uh, and, and so uh, I'm a level three CrossFit trainer uh, there's there's like a, there's only one more tier you can be a level four CrossFit coach um, I have been a precision nutrition certified nutrition coach for nine years now Wow. Uh, and I have a myriad other certifications. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we use CrossFit as our main modality in my CrossFit gym, but it is uh, not the only theory or philosophy that we adhere to. Like it's kind of the foundation of what we do. But then we branch out into mm-hmm. other, I wouldn't call them specialties, but, mm-hmm. you know, different areas of fitness, wellness, you know, whether it be like, you know, cardio training, you know, marathon training or or Olympic weightlifting, or kettlebell movements, um, mm-hmm. and there's other schools that we draw from, or certification programs that we just kind of make this mix and blend to deliver the best fitness program we can, or mm-hmm. wellness program. Because mm-hmm. really, now it's you know, people 
kind of compartmentalize things. They're like, oh, my nutrition's here and my yeah. exercise is there and my relationships are here and my work's there or whatever. But um, the whole thing's like, uh, it's an ecosystem, yeah. yeah, which is obvious, I think, mm -hmm. but, um, but forgotten. Yeah. yeah, no, I think that's a good point. Like you said, it's an eco that's a really good way to put it. It's an ecosystem. It's like there's so much overlap with everything. Mm-hmm. And we can talk more about, I guess, the weightlifting, cross-training type of movement thing mm -hmm. in our next episode. Yeah. Um, but for today, let's kind of talk more about the nutrition aspect. But before we get into the nuts and bolts, I was hoping you could dispel some common misconceptions about nutrition in general. There's um, a lot to uh, unpack here, Because right? <laughs> there are so many myths and misconceptions, and there's just so much noise out there. The most common myth is that, like, well, your diet and your nutrition are, like, these separate things. You, to be successful, you need to incorporate a plan that is sustainable and you can make a part of your life for the rest of your life. Mm. The other thing is that, you know, dieting is hard or your a good nutrition plan is hard. And it, mm. it really isn't. For most people, some very, like, minor tweaks can make some profound impact on their overall health and fitness, right? Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. And I was actually listening to another podcast that I enjoy very much, um, and they were talking about how they get questions all the time. It's like, well, which exercise should I do? Which which vegetable should I eat? Which this or that should I have? And they're just like, the one you're gonna eat. Right. Yeah. Like the one yeah. you're gonna do. Yeah. Like do yeah, do the thing you're gonna yeah, do. It's got to be enjoyable, you know. And and that's not to say. You know what we what we define as enjoyable like mm. that needs to shift a little bit i think because we got to look at our goals and our habits and there's so much to unpack here there yeah. really is but if we are you know just eating a bunch of quote-unquote junk food because we enjoy the taste the adverse effects from a you know lifetime or many mm -hmm. years of doing that uh, it's going to be unenjoyable right like exactly, it, there's gonna be yeah. medical bills and, and pathologies and illnesses and mm -hmm. and loved ones are gonna have to take care of you and like the, there's a kind of cascade of problems that can develop so mm -hmm. you know so that temporary enjoyment of whatever is good and don't get me wrong like you know the birthday cakes are out i'm having a slice of cake or you know <laughs> go out with my wife like yeah i'm gonna have a couple drinks you know date yeah. night or whatever but i always keep at the forefront of my mind like what is how I feel the next day and yeah. uh, like, and am I miserable? Like, am I hung over and like recovering? Like, I don't want to yeah. ever be in that state again. You know? right. So there's yeah. some things like that that you have to consider. Yeah. And, and for those who want to nitpick what he just said, like he's not saying don't eat stuff that tastes good. You guys, I think what you're saying is like, just don't make that your whole entire diet. Well, so there's, there's this myth of like good foods, bad foods. Right, the way I coach or my approach to coaching is there's there's no absolutes, right? So I'm mm -hmm. not going to say there's no bad foods, but there are surprisingly few foods that I would say never eat. Mm -hmm. One example is like trans fats. They're synthetic fats. They're made in a lab. They cause a ton of problems inside your body. Mm -hmm. So like that's one thing. I was like never ever eat trans fats if you can avoid it. And think mm -hmm. about like we're talking about margarine, like synthetic butters. You know, like mm -hmm. like just you should not eat them. Um, but that's about the only one, you know, mm -hmm. like if, if you enjoy a glass of wine, like have a glass of wine every once in a while, but realize the implications it has or the ramifications it has on you moving towards your goals, whatever mm -hmm. they are. If you want to mm -hmm. get stronger, develop lean mass, uh, you know, tone, mm -hmm. uh, you want to lose weight, you know, you want to be better on the jujitsu mats. I want to have a little more endurance energy, exactly. right? Yeah. 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 
And I think that's an important point to make too, is that it's, and that's something that I've had to learn over many years that I finally am getting a handle on, um, is that what feels good right now doesn't always feel good later. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah. So, I, and I think it's interesting that you brought up the point that there's no quote unquote bad foods. Mm -hmm. um, because I think that's, we're, we're served that narrative all the time. And then, you know, we hear women especially, um, and hope, oh, I really hope your wife hasn't said this stuff. I feel, I feel no, so bad. No. But we as women have said, you know, we'll make comments like about ourselves or like to ourselves or, you know, around others about like, oh, I'm on a diet, but I had, you know, a candy bar today. Oh, I cheated. Oh, this or that or whatever. Right. You know, it's like, oh, I ate so much junk food. I had one donut at work. Like, you can, like, ha you can have a donut. You're allowed to eat a donut. Like, Right, yeah. So what happens with a lot of people is like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm on this diet or I have this regimen that I'm going through. And then, like, they fall off the rails. They eat that donut or, you know, so mm. they're in the office. Somebody brings a box of donuts. They're, like, really good. They walk by it 20 mm. times on the way mm -hmm. to the bathroom or whatever. And, yeah. you know, and then um, their self-control is a lot like currency. Like, this happens to all of us. So it's like you walk by 20 times. And that 21st time, you're like, oh, I've been so good all day. I'm going to eat the donut. Yeah. And then the other side of that is you have the donut and you're like, well, I messed up already. So the rest of the day is just shot. Yeah. You know, and so those myths, you know, need to be. Um, overtaken you know, like mm -hmm. we it's like yeah we having a donut in the grand scheme of thing if you're relatively and i hate these words but good with your Quote diet unquote good you yeah. couldn't see yeah. him do the little air quotes yeah, air quotes when right. he said that yeah. yeah it's like you just need to understand like you know like i had a donut today you know i'm gonna get back on track or you know i'm not gonna have dessert you know at dinner or whatever you know so that's yeah. um people throw out the entire day because of you know one misstep you know yeah and when really overall it's just like going to jujitsu right mm -hmm. consistency is the key you're gonna yeah. have good days you're gonna have bad days but you keep showing up and practicing the habits mm -hmm. uh, the good you know i hate the, again i hate these words but you know the the, the habits that are going to move you towards your goal yeah so. and uh um yeah so consistency is the big thing i think that's a huge takeaway with this yeah, yeah. definitely and you know, now, I mean, I feel like I haven't made a secret about the fact that I have depression and I'm having, I'm finally managing it with medication, mm -hmm. which I realize medication is not a tool for everyone, but it has been very effective for me. Mm -hmm. And I've been able to see kind of like pre-treatment and now I was stuck in the, in the all or nothing. Yeah. I was stuck there so bad, yeah. you know, and I would try and try and try and try. And then like one thing would happen and then I would just like throw my hands and be like, well, I give up, yeah. you know, and it's, it's really difficult to kind of live that way. Yeah. So it's, it really is now that I'm able to be more consistent, I'm really starting to see kind of the fruits of that labor, you know, yeah. it's the, and I mean, obviously I was, cause I've been training jujitsu for like seven years now. So obviously I can see like the, the jujitsu, but at the same time, like personally with things like nutrition, it's, I'm finally starting to see like, as long as consistently I'm putting things into my body that make me feel good mm -hmm. and that I know are going to help me perform better. And again, like which vegetables do I eat? The ones that I'm going to eat, yeah. the ones that I like. You know, like, yeah. for example, I love carrots. I love to eat carrots. I eat them as much as I can. Yeah. But anyway, I'm getting off track. <laughs> yeah, but no, no, but it's, it's like, you know, and, and so like, I'm like, for example, this weekend, I'm going to my nephew's birthday party. 
I'm going to have some birthday cake yeah. and, and share ice cream with the kids or whatever. Because like, you have to celebrate. Yeah, it's yeah. a celebration. And so I'm not yeah. going to feel bad about it. Yeah, I mean, like, the Chicago opens tomorrow. You know, yeah. if, if it was my nephew's birthday tonight, like, I may be skipping that piece of cake because i got to make weight tomorrow. But that's, like, a very, you know, sort of extreme situation. Yeah. Like, like it's very critical. Like, it's a, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a very specific but, set of circumstances. But, yeah, you got to go out and celebrate. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, I, and, by the way, I love how candid you are, you know, with your depression, you know. But you have to understand that, uh, you're not alone. I, mm-hmm. I've, I've helped thousands of people at this point, and you know I can't tell you what percentage of them, but it, it's going to go along with the, whatever the American demo, uh, you know, demographic. How many people are depressed, anxiety, those things? Mm-hmm. One of the things that really is fascinating to me with diet, and this is where the whole ecosystem thing comes into play, mm-hmm. is that you know our gut health affects our mood. And there's a lot of science, you know, there's so much research coming out about this, but uh, I forget the, you know, but you have serotonin and um, uh, dopamine, like a lot, a huge component of that is uh, manufactured in your stomach. So if your gut health is not optimized, it's going to affect your mood. Now, I'm not going to say like, you know, go off depression medication if you need it because you're working on a better diet, hmm. but it's very interesting. Like it's the cause and effect thing, like, you know, is there depression because of uh, less than ideal gut health? Possibly, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing, you know, and every situation is yeah. different, obviously. That would be something cases. to yeah. consult your physician yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. We're, we're not doctors yeah. or licensed medical oh, yeah. professionals, yeah. Yeah. you know, but if you have questions about that for yourself, talk to your doctor. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm a trainer. <laughs> I feel I'm like not I have a to say that. Yeah. No, but it is. And it, that's a part for the course in my field. You know, yeah. like people come in with low back injuries, those sorts of things. Like, I can't say I can fix you, but I can say, like, hey, if we start doing some strength training the right way, we can minimize that pain. Yeah. Um, and then the same thing with the diet stuff. Like, I, yeah. I operate under a, a registered dietitian. You know, you have to in Illinois if you're getting yeah. nutrition coaching. Definitely. But the, it's interesting to note because I think this is where part of the problem comes in with nutrition for most people. It's like what we were taught. Right, mm. uh, like I grew up with the food pyramid. You know, oh my god, yeah, me too. Yeah, yep. seven to eleven servings. The base of that py- pyramid was seven to eleven servings of carbohydrates. Yep. And it turns out that that is total bunk science. Yeah. Um, and so, the noise that we get, you know, and that, you know, women are get a lot of it. Men get a lot of it too. We all have body image yeah. issues that we're going through, no matter how fit we are. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, you know, if you're at the checkout yeah. aisle at the grocery store, they're like all yeah. the magazines are. Ca- oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, ladies. I mean, men get this too. Like, yeah. I don't want to, I mean, yeah. obviously in my podcast, because yeah. I'm a woman and I'm yeah. trying to reach other women too, but I'm not trying to leave out the men, yeah. you know, because like men get health, um, messaging all the time oh, too. Yeah. That's like, they're always wanting men to be like cut here and like muscly there and like this and that and the other and like and then for women it's the opposite it's like be smaller be you know well and there's there's, with men you know i I, i'm a dude right so i get it Mm -hmm. but like this whole like dad bod or like there's this like pride of having this big belly it's like well where the heck did that come from you know like and like and i know plenty of guys are just like big old gut hanging out like this is like the definition of what a man is it's uh, like i challenge that mm-hmm. you know um and there's uh, you know it's maybe it's a few years by gone by now where like the dad bod was like the hot thing like you know ladies mm-hmm. wanted dad bod i'm like you know but it's just it's it's interesting because i think it's a normalization of i don't want to say infirmity but like less than ideal health you know and and with this interesting stats about like doctors like doctors only typically study of like nutrition for like one semester right so they don't 
most of them, I, I got a caveat with this, you know, mm. to qualify it, that the vast, vast majority of doctors don't study nutrition. Like, they can't put you on a wellness, like a health plan to have you fix the underlying ailment. Like, all they really do is, you know, prescribe a procedure or a pill. They can't prescribe exercise. Very few of them actually study, you know, a healthy lifestyle. So it's interesting because, like, the powers that be, you know, the people that fund medical research, you know, big pharma, you know, mm-hmm. also are like the, these corporate conglomerates that also have, um, uh, they're like the food scientists. So like, mm-hmm. so they're on one side of it, they're creating foods in labs that make us sick. And on the other side of it, they're selling the cures. It's, it's this huge, you know, machine, money making machine. And it's, you know, in my opinion, it's, uh, it needs to be fixed. It's disgusting because it's caused a lot of health concerns. The trends in this country are mm-hmm. quite alarming. You know, the amount of people that are obese, morbidly obese, you know, and, and the underlying, health conditions that come from that it's like that's why i started my my, my gym is I, I needed to fight that combat mm-hmm. you know combat that and help educate people so. yeah although i will kind of add a little bit to that um and say i personally i don't think that the bmi is helpful yeah. or accurate oh yeah um because if you take bmi as a measurement of health it will tell you that mm-hmm. i'm I yeah. am obese. I'm morbidly obese on the BMI. Chart. On the BMI. Yeah. But it's like if you saw me walking on the street, you yeah. may not necessarily think that way. So just as a yeah. here on Juju Tero's podcast, we don't believe in the BMI. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. <laughs> and I and um, I heard somewhere, I never fact checked this, but I you know, I have no reason to doubt it. The BMI was actually invented in like the eighteen twenties and it hasn't really been in, in you know, I've yeah. heard something like yeah. that too, and like, but just like you, I also haven't fact checked that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> but I, I use it all the time because I don't like BMI as a metric. You know. Yeah. Well, if people come into the gym, like we will do um, a body scan where we take mm-hmm. here's your percent body fat and those sorts of things, and we're not like saying you know you should be at a certain body fat percentage. You know, we put, we put targets out there, but it's more about like how do you feel? Like, are you performing the way you want? You exactly. know, if, if you're doing jujitsu, you know, whatever, training, sparring, like, do you have the energy levels you need to, to compete at the level you want? Exactly. You know, so we, it's a very, um, kind of subjective, you know, metrics that we use. Mm-hmm. And when we'll say, okay, like, you know, like if I were to get like super lean and shredded, I would be at like eight, 7%, 8% body fat, you know, but like the, the diet I would need to maintain, maintain and all that, like it would be very difficult. So it's mm-hmm. like, like this balance of like, okay, can you maintain this? How do you feel? Do you have the energy levels yeah. you want? So it's not like, like men or women, it's like we, we don't try to peg them into these things. We're, mm-hmm. but we, there's a lot of subjective stuff. And we, we yeah. also look at like blood panels too. Like what's your lipid panel like? Yeah, and, exactly. Know, I mean, I appreciate that you said that because mm-hmm. what I've heard you saying just now is that you ask the people for how are you feeling? Do you have energy? Do you have stamina? Can you perform mm-hmm. how you want to? And if not, then let's go ahead and, and work on getting you there. What I haven't heard you say is what size are you? How much do you weigh? All that kind of stuff because that doesn't matter. Well, that doesn't matter. Like it it's not necessarily it a measurement so yeah. of health. Yeah. Like you can't you can't necessarily like look at somebody. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing too is like you can't look at a person and know necessarily whether like how healthy they are yeah we we use those type of goals though like if you know if a lady comes in just as an example she's like i want to fit into this dress size it's like okay we'll use that as a a, a marker for you because that's your goal yeah 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 or dude it's like i want to fit in these jeans or like oh i want to put that two-piece on you know like like so we use those type of goals 
But if I were to, you know, if somebody comes in and says, you know, I want to lose 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. That's great. What do you do when you lose 20 pounds? Do you quit? Right. And this is my problem with diets, right? Mm-hmm. Like people like the, the definition of diet for most people, it's finite. It's got a beginning and an end. Mm-hmm. So like, okay, I'm on this diet for five months, six months, whatever it is. I lost my 20 pounds. Okay, great. Now what? You know, mm-hmm. like, so one of my big goals with my clients is like, you know, they have these short term goals frequently, mm-hmm. you know, I, like I can help somebody, almost anybody lose 20 pounds in two, three months, yeah. you know, if they show up and do the things I'm telling them to do. But then what happens after that? You know, you know, I, like I'm trying to create this lifelong roadmap, you know, mm-hmm. I want them to get on a sustainable plan that they can use for the rest of their life. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's my overarching goal, regardless of who I'm sitting in yeah. front of. And no, definitely. Different. And yeah. I think in terms of nutrition, I think that that is the way to go. Yeah. Like you have to be able to, and that's another thing with the diets too. And I've heard this all over the place. I've tried diets before. Yeah. It, it never works because it's not sustainable. Yeah. Like I can do it for like maybe a month or two, yeah. trying to do it every day for like a month or two. And then by like week seven or eight, I, it just, the whole thing just collapses yeah. in on itself. Yeah. yeah. And then you get up, you get depressed or upset with your results because you're like, Oh, I lost 10 pounds and I gained 10 pounds or whatever. You know? You're yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's yeah. my depression is different because <laughs> there's no reason behind it. Yeah, I just, yeah. you know, yeah, so the medicine helps me, but yeah. And People speaking of frustrated, they feel yeah, like it's, failures. It's so frustrating. It does. Yeah, yeah. It just like, it just exacerbates the, the problem. Yeah. You know, and having that on top of it too. But um, anyway, not to make this about a depression episode, but yeah. like you said, it's like me being candid about this stuff. It's like I got tired of feeling like I was struggling inside my own head and I had nobody to turn to. Yeah. So I was like, well, if nobody else is going to talk about it, I guess I'll start. Yeah. Well, I'm here for it. Like, I, you know, <laughs> I'm on a mission to help as many people as I possibly can. You know, that's like, and, and that's what I do. My, my gym is CrossFit Spiro. It means hope. Like I'm trying to, um, Spiro means hope. It's Latin. I'm trying to deliver hope for people. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Like, you know, I've, I've helped 400 pound dudes lose 150, 200 pounds. You mm-hmm. know, I got, I have Ironman athletes in my gym and I'm helping them tweak their performance. So like, you know, you know, I don't know if they'll ever podium at an Ironman, <laughs> but at least they're, you know, like they're improving their times. And, yeah. you know, and, and so it's, you know, anyway, all across the spectrum. You know? yeah. yeah. And I think you talking about the athletes you work with, this is a perfect segue into my next question, which is. Um, how is nutrition different or is it different for athletes versus non-athletes? Uh, I would say yes, absolutely. And I wouldn't, we can, we can categorize it as athlete or not athlete or, you know, competitor jujitsu, mm-hmm. you know, real play, you know, competitive player or, you know, hobbyist. Yeah. Everybody starts with kind of the emotional and the habit and, and the addiction side of food, right? Mm-hmm. And we need to start to analyze, like, why do we eat the foods we do? Uh, you know, are we addicted to certain foods? Um, or do we use them as coping mechanisms? Uh, do we use them as rewards? You know, mm-hmm. and, and we have to start to analyze that. We're one of the only species on the planet that will, you know, if we, you know, we can't ask dogs or cats, but like, why do you eat that? You know, it's like, because it tastes good. So mm-hmm. we like, there's this emotional response we have from food yeah. and we look for that. So at the end of the day, stressful day, we're going to reward ourselves like, oh, I did, you know, I, I kicked butt at work today. I'm going to have that drink or, you know, or I was really good at whatever. I'm going to have, you know, some dessert today or, oh my God, goodness, I'm so stressed out. You know, I'm, I need to have that drink, you know? So we got to look at, analyze those things. Mm. But 
most people think it they overcomplicate it, right? So like the athlete side, we would get into like measuring things, quantifiable stuff, like you know caloric deficit maybe, maybe caloric uh, surplus because they're trying to gain weight. Uh, you know, people do both, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's going to be like, do we count macros? There's all those sorts of things that we can do, but. For the beginner or the non-athlete, the mm -hmm. first step is to analyze the quality of foods that you're eating. Okay. We don't look at the quantities at all. Like, I don't care about, I mean, I do care, but like, if you are like, oh, I only can have, you know, 2,000 calories a day, you're setting yourself up for failure. If we look at swapping out lower quality, lower nutrient dense foods for higher quality, higher nutrients in our foods, then we, we just swap out the quality and we're never looking at the quantities of foods, mm -hmm. right? So yes, there's a difference. If you are a competitive athlete, like I, and like just to use myself as an example, I hover around 14, 15% body fat. Mm -hmm. If I wanted to like drop a weight class for jujitsu competitions, mm -hmm. right? Like I need to drop about eight pounds and you know, I can use my body weight, see how much body fat I have. And it's like, is it realistic for me to lose like another five, you know, six, 7% body fat? Mm -hmm. You know, like, do I have that weight to lose or Am I going to have to start to cut into some lean mass in order to lose the weight? Now, is that something I want to do? So we can get really technical with mm -hmm. the athletes. But again, we always have to come back to, like, can you sustain this plan? Mm -hmm. You know, is this something you can do? We have to look at, you know, your work life, your training schedule. Mm -hmm. You know, your support at home. I, I can't tell me how many people I have. They're like, they're dialed in on their diet, and the husband or the wife is just, you know, cookies and bonbons and, you know, glasses of wine every single night or whatever it is. And they don't have the support at home. So we have to, yeah. you know, it, it's an ecosystem. We come yeah. right back to that. Well, and you mentioned something about quality mm -hmm. of food versus quantity. Yeah. How can people decide or how can they know what the quality is of their food and how do they find better yeah. quality food? So there's some real simple guidelines. Um, and again, these are just broad generalizations. Mm. But the vast, vast majority of Americans, I would argue, probably 90, 95% of Americans are protein deficient. They mm. need to eat more protein. They need to have more protein on every single plate. A good rule of thumb, and again, I don't want people to, to get into measuring, but like you should be eating 90% or 100% of your body weight in grams of protein every single day. And most people don't hit that. They don't mm. even only hit half of that. So that that's like the number one thing we can do. Cause, and protein's great because it, it breaks down into the building blocks for literally everything you're made of. Um, mm. And it also, makes you feel more full, right? So like, so I always encourage people to eat their proteins first. So, you know, like whatever, if you go to the restaurant and you get a burger and a side salad and fries, it's like, eat the, eat the burger first, right? Get that protein in, cause it's gonna fill you up, make you feel more full. Mm. And then eat the greens and then, you know, maybe nibble on some fries, yeah. you know, as the last thing. Most people like barrel through the carbs, the fries, and then it triggers a, a different kind of insulin response and they get more hungry and they don't know when mm. they're full and all. Okay. But um, so, so that's that. Uh, protein needs to be upped for ninety percent of the people. Um, the other thing is to eat whole, real foods. So if we're at the grocery store, mm -hmm. don't buy things that come in a box. Don't buy <laughs> things that uh, have more than five ingredients. If they have a label on it, read the label. If you don't know what the words are, you probably should not be eating it. There are so many food additives in our normal consumption. Uh, in American consumption, they're like artificial colors, you know, all all sorts of things that are banned in other countries because they are, they make us sick that, and they make us hold body fat. And I, 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 for one, think that's a little bit intentional because 
anyway, that's yeah. a whole other conversation. But <laughs> so you know, eating real foods mm -hmm. that don't have labels. If they have labels, try to shoot for things that have less than five ingredients, and you should know everything that's on that label. If you can't, if you don't know what it is, like why are you putting it in your body? You know, and it's for me, it's kind of like intuitive. But mm -hmm. most people, they were born this way, or you know, they're raised this way. You know, they develop these habits. You know, mm -hmm. maybe from their parents, but you know, um, so eating whole, real foods, unprocessed foods, unrefined yeah. foods. You know, things we ate a hundred years ago mm. that didn't exist in the grocery store a hundred years ago. Mm. Yeah. What if people are out there in podcast land being like, "What about dried pasta?" Yeah. You know that kind of stuff. Well. Again, it's like you've got to look at your goals and what you want to do. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I'm not, I try to minimize and refine carbohydrates as much as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's breads, sugar, you know, wheat, those sorts of things. There is not a whole lot of nutritional value from grains. Um, it's, there's some fiber in there, uh, but you have to look at like the way grains are made. Like they literally like strip all the nutrients out of them mm -hmm. and then they enrich them, quote unquote, and they put mm -hmm. nutrients back into them. So all the good things from like natural grains are basically taken out of the vast majority of grain products. I'm not mm -hmm. saying I never have a bowl of pasta or some lasagna or some stuff like that, but it, yeah. but it's it's not a normal staple of my uh, my diet. Yeah, you know, it's 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 a treat for me. It's like an occasional thing. Yeah, like yeah. you're not eating pasta every day. Yeah, because like when like if so if we go through some like elimination and we start to remove some of these things from our diet, right? And we spend you know 30, 60 days like that, and then we start to incorporate them. Then we see what they the actual effects they have on our body. And I, I guarantee you, like if you like eliminated refined carbohydrates from your diet for a couple weeks, mm -hmm. there's going to be a detox. There's going to be like it, it will suck. You <laughs> you know it, it really will. Your your body refined when and when I say refined carbohydrates like there's really no difference between there is some difference but between sugars and complex carbohydrates mm -hmm. but they are more addictive than heroin and cocaine what yes and, and no way absolutely and people do not realize how addictive addicted to sugar they actually are and so when it comes out there's a detox and i'm not saying you're going to be you know shaking on your bedroom floor like but you're gonna, gonna go have, to rehab. yeah you're gonna have headaches you're there you're like you're gonna feel like crap you're gonna feel slow and sluggish but our bodies are designed to, I'm all over the place here with topics, our bodies are designed to burn fat as a primary fuel source, right? Um, essentially, there's a lot to that, but, but we have kind of supplemented that to eating an abundance of sugars. And so sugar is in our bloodstream, it, extra sugar ends up in our liver, we get fatty liver disease and, you know, and, and that, you know uh, pre-diabetes, you know, type two diabetes, those types of things because of an abundance of sugar. Mm -hmm. um, it's, and it's, very, it's fascinating. Um, when you really start to read about it. Mm -hmm. But if we eliminate that stuff, uh, take it out of our diet for a month, and mm -hmm. then we start to put it back in. Like if I eat a bowl of pasta, I feel like bloated and ugh, slow. The next day on the mats, I'm gonna be moving like crap, like garbage. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, I'm not gonna like the way I perform because of the effects that refined carbohydrates have on me. And I'm not saying I never have a piece of cake or any of that, yeah. but, like, but I understand, like I, I'm dialed in on my on my, my nutrition, mm -hmm. so I, I like I'm very sensitive to a lot of these things. Well, and I think you you just what you just said right now I think is is important is that you understand how different foods affect your body mm -hmm. and how it makes you feel mm -hmm. when you eat them. 
so that you just said like if I eat a bowl of pasta I'm not gonna perform on the mats as well mm -hmm. so maybe if you have like a, an intense class or a competition or whatever you're probably not going to be eating that beforehand mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that you never eat that stuff no like I said but I, I what, one of the big differences I think between beginners and athletes or non-athletes and athletes is like we start to look at food as a fuel source mm -hmm. how is this going to fuel me how am I going to perform mm -hmm. and this is a, entirely a mindset thing you it know. can be delicious fuel yeah but like yeah well there's like you know I'm, I'm crazy my wife thinks I'm crazy because like I like I love veggies I love my veggies I will have like a bowl of salad and I won't put dressing on it I'm eating you know the carrots, the cucumbers, the carrots. tomatoes. You know, you know the, what? the lettuces. I'll chop them you know? up too. Yeah. I'll like I'll yeah. take that as like a snack when yeah. I work late, and I'll chop up a whole bunch of vegetables and just like stick it in my little bento box, and I just I just yeah. eat I just eat them. Yeah, just, I mean, you know, right out of the earth. It's you know, delicious. They're, yeah, they're 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 phenomenal. All, I, I do mean, love all carrots. veggies. Yeah, I love carrots too. But it's, <laughs> it's it, my favorite vegetable. I like other vegetables yeah, too. Yeah, but it's it's like I don't have to put the dressing on it. Like I appreciate the food for the flavor that it is. Mm -hmm. And once we start to like remove some of these other things that are normal everyday foods that most people are eating, mm -hmm. you know, then we our palate changes. What we find tasty and delicious changes. You know, you it's it's very interesting. Yeah, but it, but it takes work. You know, yeah, initially. no, it does. Yeah, and I will back that up. I have experienced that, like the palate changing, a hundred percent. Like you guys in podcast land couldn't see me nodding very deeply when he was saying that. Like I a hundred percent agree. It's there's certain there's certain things that I don't really eat much of anymore that I used to eat all the time, and then there's also certain things that I really don't eat anymore at all. And if I do eat them occasionally now, if I'm just like, oh, I haven't had this in a while. Yeah. And then I try it, I'm just like, this actually doesn't really taste good. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. I mean, it, it really is. And most people, like, they don't have the willpower, you know, to, like, do this, like, elimination diet for 30 days. And I'm not saying go out and cut everything out of your diet, but, like, That's not hey, sustainable. Yeah, but, but, hey, like, go try and cut out refined carbs out of your diet for a week or two, you know, and then start to sprinkle some of them back in. You know, that's, that's essentially a keto diet, right? It's mm -hmm. like no carbs, right? But I'm not saying go out and do keto. Keto has yeah. its merits. It has its faults. You know, it's good for some let's people. Just, yeah. Let's just, yeah. it, like, disclaim right now. Oh, yeah. Don't change your diet. A hundred, like, don't do all this stuff without the guidance of a nutritionist. Yeah. Talk to your doctor. Let's just, let's just blanket statement. Yeah, yeah. Talk to your doctor. Consult a physician. Consult yeah, a medical yeah. professional. Yeah. We are not medical professionals. Yeah. All right? But, I, you know, the other side of that is I know how to help people lose weight have more energy yeah, yeah i mean perform. it's, it's yeah. not like you don't know, like yeah. you're not necessarily you're not just like a schmuck yeah. like talking about this stuff but at yeah. the same time like there's gonna i feel like there's somebody's gonna get a hold of this episode yeah. and someone is gonna be like they're telling me to do this i'm yeah. like no this is like general information yeah. it's not specific yeah. to certain yeah. individuals like yeah. if you have questions about what your diet and exercise should be go talk to your physician yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but that's you know kind of the the boilerplate disclaimer right yeah like before you get on an exercise regimen you know, talk to your doctor yeah. yeah um for sure you know sorry i, I felt like i just had to say yeah, that because no, i'm just I think like we've, we've there's, said gonna, a couple be times. Some, there's yeah. gonna be somebody yeah. out there who's just like well yeah. she told me to do this yeah. like, no no i'm not well everybody's different Right, you got to yeah. take it on a case by case basis. But like, they, so these are broad generalizations that yeah. you know are effective for most people, uh, regardless of their goals. And it's and and I'm really not like 
talking about like okay you want to lose weight you want to gain lean mass you know you want to fit into this it's like these are kind of general things it's like eat some more protein mm-hmm. eat real foods stop eating processed foods you can get some great results and like we're mm-hmm. not talking about quantity so i haven't like we're, like we've mentioned calories but i'm not saying you know you should eat you know x amount of calories that's yeah we're not giving calorie recommendations yeah, here yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I appreciate that you haven't talked about quantities, like, what? like you're not necessarily saying like, people of this body type and age and whatever should be eating this much or whatever. Like, no, 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 no. Well, and, and like th- you said, it's all individual. Like for sure for your particular body. Yeah, and this is like the beginner sort of um, recommendations, right? Yeah. You know, and then so like the, the, an athlete, somebody who's really looking to perform, like the Chicago Opens tomorrow. Tomorrow, mm-hmm. yeah, we have some friends that are competing. Some of these people have thirty people in their brackets, twenty-four people in yeah, their brackets. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like they're yep. looking at six, seven, eight matches. Uh, some of them are doing gi That's and really no gi. Intense. Yeah. Oh so my like gosh. the yeah. energy expenditure is insane. Yeah. So how do you perform? You know, for two days potentially with you know, as lean as possible with the energy, you know, so to do intensity. all these things. Yeah. So now, like, I would really start to dial in on, okay, here's your caloric intake. Here's how many, you know, your macros numbers. This is how many proteins, carbs, and fats you should be looking at uh, on a regular basis and, and those sorts of things. But, like, and that's sort of the difference. But, you know, the, the hobbyist, the beginner is like, hey, how do, you know, how do I not get winded from a five-minute sparring round and have to sit out for two more rounds? Mm-hmm. Like, These recommendations, the beginner recommendations, will get people very, very far. But then it's like, oh man, can I compete at the Chicago Open with you know four percent body fat as lean as possible in the you know be you know be at this certain specific weight? Like that's a how many people at Crazy Bar at Downers Grove are really like looking to do that? I mean, there's a half dozen out of the how many hundreds of members they have. You know, maybe a dozen. It's a very small number. Yeah, we're talking about one percent ish. Yeah, two percent. You know, it's like. And, and, and a lot of people come into my gym, they're like, oh, I need to do macros and keto and all these things. It's like, whoa, 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 right? Like, I don't, like, let's just focus on the quality of your food first. first. Yeah, and then, yeah. then, like, if One you can do, yeah, time. yeah, and then we can start to, like, dial in some of these other things. If you can instill the habits, you know, if they're sustainable. And if they're yeah. not, we have to look at other things. You know, and that's a big thing, I think, with nutrition is it's all habits based, right? Yeah. Like, you know, what do I do? What do I default to? You know, I, I get home from work, I, you know, have dinner or whatever, I sit on the couch, I'm watching some Netflix or whatever, like, do I grab a bag of chips, you know? I love Netflix. Yeah, but, but like, there's a habit there, you know? Yeah. Am I bored? Do I grab for food just because I'm bored? So, like, how I do- I used to do that all the time. Yeah, yeah so many people do it. Emotional yeah. eating's a tremendous thing, yeah. but, um, yeah, for a lot of people, and there's, yeah. there's a good reason for it, but, uh, like, can we remove quote unquote bad habits and mm-hmm. how do we replace them with quote unquote good habits you know mm-hmm. so like some of the things are like making bad habits or habits that are going to keep you from reaching your goals make them invisible make them difficult right so like let's say drinking right mm-hmm. uh, like I have a hard time not having a drink every single day well it's like every time you open your fridge is there a case of beer there mm-hmm. you know are you staring at a liquor cabinet right next to your TV every single night like mm-hmm. if you know if, if drinking is your problem make it invisible you know, mm-hmm. uh, and then and, and the converse for like good habits is make them visible, make them easy. Yeah, accessible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, 
and Netflix is a great example of this. Do you know why we binge watch shows? Because it's there. Well, and you don't even, <laughs> it's harder for you to push the button and turn off the TV. You know, you. you it auto plays the yeah, next episode. Boom, it's 10 so seconds. Easy. Yeah, like, and like they Less know. Less than 10. Yeah, like, like five seconds sometimes. The, the wizards at, you know, that make the shows, they understand this. I mean, you know, Amazon's the same way. Like, they figured out how to make it as it's painless so as possible. Just one click shopping. Exactly. That's how Amazon made billions. It's so one click easy. shopping. Yeah. yeah. So they make the habits easy and accessible. Yeah. Right? And so that's how, like, if you want to, like, replace, you know, better foods in your diet or your, your nutrition plan, put them right forefront. Like, you know, there, there are a lot of my members that I've helped. It's like, you know what? I'm coming to your house and I'm going through your cabinets. They're like, oh my God. It's like, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, I'm getting rid of all the bad habit stuff because you're paying me to do this. And if it's sitting there staring at you, like, you're going to do it mm-hmm. because it's right there. Yeah, and I have to I have to um, fully support that because I've noticed that for myself as well. Like, the I'll get the bag of, of whole carrots yeah. at Aldi, and I keep them like right there, you know. And also, we do, it's not to say that we don't have like boxes of stuff, yeah. but it's the, it's the thing is like it's way more effort to try to prepare a box of whatever yeah. than it is just to wash off a carrot yeah. and eat it. Yeah. And if I'm hungry, it's like, that's going to get me food faster yeah. than any of this other stuff. Yeah, well, it's, it's just like, like yeah. I'm hungry now. I want yeah. Yeah, the box of cookies or whatever. Like, I mean, I'm addicted to bakery. Like it, like my wife brings it home or whatever. It's like, I know it's there and like, and like, I'm going to root it out. You know, she, the boys like their muffins. I got a five-year-old and a three-year-old and they, you know, they have their treats, but it's like, you know, if those muffins are there. It's like all of my willpower yeah. not to eat them or whatever. But that's, that's the thing with me too. Yeah. I love um, pastries, yeah. breads, that kind yeah. of thing. What I've what I've done though is I've and I heard this from someone else, and I can't exactly remember who told this to me. This has been a long time ago, but um, it's stuck in my mind. Is that if you want the breads and the pastries and stuff, fine, have them, but you have to make them from scratch. Oh, that's yeah. Like real food, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah but then yeah, you have to put forth the effort oh, too. Yeah, it's great. I love it. And so, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then also, there's no preservatives in there, so it's like it doesn't necessarily sit on your shelf and last for like three weeks. Yeah. Well, and, and and everything's scalable, by the way. You know what I mean? You have to look at where you're starting from. If you're like munching on a box of cookies every single night, or day, or whatever, or a bag of potato chips, like, like, yeah, having a piece of toast is a great step. It's progress. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I'm not. You know. So like every everybody's different, you know? yeah. So you gotta well, look at that. Yeah. Stuff. But there are studies. Like if you you put that box of cookies like in the basement, in the cabinet, whatever, the fridge downstairs or whatever, yeah. and you're upstairs watching TV, like you won't go downstairs and get it. But if it's right there, you know, yeah. like you just make it a little harder to Which, get to. Exactly. It's a huge, huge step. For I mean, you can if beginners. you still want it, you can have it, but you're gonna have to spend a little mm-hmm. more effort to get it. Yeah. Like you know, sometimes sometimes I get in a mood and I'm just like. I really want some spaghetti yeah. and I want to put some olive oil and some Parmesan and all that kind of stuff. But then now I have to sit there and I have to boil the spaghetti and I have to like make sure it doesn't boil. I don't know. I don't strain it. I have so many steps. And I mean, and boiling spaghetti is like, te- you know, technically easy, but it's just like, if I'm hungry, if I'm, if I'm in a place where I'm just like, I am hungry right now and I want to eat, I'm going to reach for whatever is convenient and right there. Yeah. And so that's why I keep that bag of carrots in the fridge. Yeah, for sure. There's a mental games too. Like I play these things like where I've like, tried to lose some weight and it's like you know I like say certain foods are like like that's poison you like like I don't want it you know like alcohol like I like my we're drink. not saying yeah. that food is poison yeah. don't but, take it like that but but it's like it, it's it's a mental game like I have like 
you, you play these games with yourself, you know. And the other side is like, if I have the willpower to abstain from eating the, the muffin or whatever, whatever, it's like, you know, it's like I treat that as a reward, you know, like, oh my god, I, you know, like I'm, I'm badass, like I did that, you know. So like, these kind of mental games you play, you reward yourself for certain behavior rather than being like, oh, I can't, you know. I can't have the muffin. You know, it's like, like that's defeating. Have the muffin. Yeah. If you have, also, here's another thing, too. Based on personal experience, I don't have science right now to back this up. It's probably out there somewhere. But just based on personal experience, sometimes you do have to honor your cravings. But also, like, eat other foods yeah. with that craving food. You know, it's like an eight, like the Pareto's Law, like 80-20. You know, it's like if you're doing good 80-90% of the time... What you do the other 10, 20% of the time, it, you know, is not going to affect your overall trajectory. Yeah. yeah you know, so yeah, of course. You yeah. Know, you know, where that gets to be a slippery slope is I have a lot of weekend warriors. They're like, oh, I'm so good Monday through Thursday. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they're like, ah, uh, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, it's yeah. the weekend. I'm cutting loose and I'm, you know, whatever. And I'm hanging out with my buddies or my girlfriends or whatever it is. Um, you know, but people don't realize like Friday, Saturday, Sunday is like, 40% of your life. And then if you add holidays and birthday parties and the, mm -hmm. the other events, it's like, well, now half your life is, you know, dedicated to, you know, moving towards your goals and the other half is the party. Mm -hmm. So, like, mm -hmm. people don't really, like, when you start to break that down for people, they're like, oh, my goodness, like, you know, I thought it was only the yeah. weekend, you know. Anyway. Well, that's another, like, restrictive thing, too, because it seems a very, like, polarizing mentality. It's, like, super, super restrictive and then, like, Super, super, like wild and crazy with it. There's, yeah. there doesn't, there's no balance yeah, to it's it. Yo yo, that's yo yo. Right? Yeah, yeah. I was that, stuck in that cycle for a long time. Yeah, whether that's a weekly thing, like I'm partying on the weekends, or whether it's like, oh, I'm on this diet for you know two months or whatever it is, and then I'm off the rails for two months, and then I'm back on a diet for two months. Like, yeah, yeah. that's just yo yoing, you know. And yeah. it's like, and that's why it's got to be sustainable. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, I feel like my yo yoing was mostly due to the depression cycles I was going through, yeah, but yeah, was, you know, it's anyway. <laughs> Let's get back to nutrition. Sorry, yeah, I can no, I can no. go off topic for so long. Well, that, it's it's a broad topic. It really is. Yeah, and like, a lot of mental, these things are yeah, yeah. are like intertwined so mm -hmm. so closely that mm -hmm. it's hard just to like pin, pick them apart for like one specific thing. And that's why it's like like I started my coaching career is like oh I'm gonna teach fitness and then it's like oh well I got to do nutrition because like you can't have one or without the other. But what's like what I have come to realize over years of training people is that. What we do in the gym mm -hmm. is not where the results are made. It's th the metabolism that we establish through our diet and stress and other outside factors. Mm -hmm. Like that's what sets up our metabolism to um, run like the, the machine that we want it to. And then mm -hmm. what we do in the gym is really is, is more for mindset. You know, like you you're lifting weights now on a regular basis. I am. Yeah. I love but, it. But that and that, I'm not saying stop lifting weights. It's you know it's talk about that in the next podcast but lifting weights and exercise in general is like is a tremendous thing but like what you do in the gym really isn't going to move you towards your goals it's what you do if you're at the gym you know most people are at the gym like three hours a week you know it's what you do the other whatever is 126 hours a week that's what sets you up for your success moving towards your goals it's you know so it's um it, it's it's a it's the ecosystem again. It's a wellness thing. It's mindset. It's stress. It's habits. It's you know your, mm. you know your significant others, your support network. You know mm. accountability buddies. It's like all of that stuff is so much more important um, than what you do for the actual three hours. Mm. Yeah, yeah so managing conditions. Yeah. Like so, I mean, I've, I'm pretty open with like I have depression, but guess what? I also have 
Crohn's disease. Yeah, right. So when you're talking about how gut health impacts, yeah. like I was, yeah. podcast land couldn't see me. I was uh, like, smi- I was like smiling, like, yep, yeah. sure does. Yeah. Well, and like the chronic inflammation from having poor gut health, like there's all this research coming out. It's like myriad cancers, you know, um, like could be a contributing factor in, you know, mental conditions, right? Uh, like so much stuff. It's It's just like, you know, they call your stomach your second brain. Mm-hmm. You know, as I've we, heard that. Yeah, yeah. and one of the big reasons for that is because as we develop as fetus, your brain and your gut are like the first two things that form, and I think initially they're like essentially connected. You know, like mm-hmm. at the very initial stages of you know pregnancy. But it's, yeah. Yeah, anyway, yeah. that's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so oh, okay, so my next three questions are kind of all sort of intertwined with what you were saying. So let me just say what the three questions are. We can kind of just sort of talk yeah. about this at the same time because they're kind of all, inter- again, intertwined. Sure. Um, so first, how can people start to incorporate good nutrition into their lives? Yeah. Second, why is good nutrition so important for jujitsu? Mm-hmm. And then third, how can people deprogram themselves from diet culture yeah. and embrace jujitsu lifestyle? Sure. So like, yeah, I think we've touched a lot of We really things. have. So um, how can people start to incorporate good nutrition into their lives? That's what, that's what I was talking about. So like the, yeah. the quality foods. Don't worry about quantity. The first thing you do is start to assess the quality of foods. So we're looking for nutrient-dense foods, real foods, uh, non-processed, non-refined foods. Mm-hmm. Like that's like step one. And yeah. up your protein intake for like 90% of people. Uh, the second one was... Was, why is good nutrition so important for jiu-jitsu? Well, I think it's important for jiu-jitsu specifically, but life in general. Mm. Um, but if we want to hone in on, you know, whether you're a hobbyist or a uh, competitive jiu-jitsu player, like, you're going to have better roles. Mm. You're going to recover faster. You're mm. going to have more energy, right? So what's a better role? Yeah. Like, you're not going to be gassed from the first round. Yeah, when gasping you start for this, air. Yeah, sparring, like... Yeah, like your metabolic system is how you deliver energy to your cells and your muscles and all the things. And if that's primed, you're going to be able to roll better. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be yeah so gassed out from a round or two. Um, after you'll be able to stay in the jujitsu school longer, yeah. more con- consecutively. Like mm-hmm. I train, I try to train four or five days a week at least, and then yeah. I'm doing strength training and cardio and all, all that stuff on yeah. on top of that and stretching. Very yeah. important. You know, but if my metabolism and my nutrition is not primed, like, I'm not going to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And for the mm-hmm. people that don't know me, I'm a 46-year-old. I know one of your questions was, like, what's your role in the gym? I'm the inherent old guy <laughs> in the gym. Um, one of them, a representative old guy. But I'm 46, you know, and I, and I train two times a day almost every single day. Yeah. Um, if I didn't well, mind nutrition. different things, though. Like, you, yeah, you're sure. at jiu-jitsu, and then you're at the gym, and then yeah. you're like, doing yeah. whatever. Yeah, and we'll talk about that yeah, a little bit the, more. Yeah, that's the next one, guys. Yeah, but, but yeah, Part more two. energy, recover faster is a big one. Like, mm. if you spend, you know, a 90-minute session at Gracie Barra, like we did today, like, mm. it, is it going to take me two days to recover from that? Or can I come back tomorrow, Saturday, and, you know, get get on the mats again? So, like, yeah. recovery is a huge thing, being consistent. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, I think that's it. And then, yeah. what and then the, third one? the third one was, how can people deprogram themselves from diet culture and embrace a jujitsu lifestyle? Yeah, so um, this is where I think you need to find an, a good coach. Mm-hmm. There is so much noise, so much bad information for some of the reasons I was talking about before. Mm-hmm. And you know, men and women, we kind of were bombarded differently with these things. Yeah. Um, but find somebody that knows what they're talking about, has a good track record, you know, like, has, you know, there's there's a lot of garbage coaches out there. There's a lot so of great coaches. Yeah. Let me, let me yeah. ask, because it's the first question I feel like it's going to be to that statement is, mm-hmm. well, how do I know if they're good or garbage? Like, how do I know if they know what they're talking about? 
Well, if I don't know what, what I'm talking about, how okay. do I know if they do? So I think you need to be uh, you need to be meeting with a person in person, and that mm-hmm. might be remote. I have a lot. I have remote clients all over the country, and, but yeah. we sit down and we zoom, or we get on phone calls and we, we talk. You know, yeah. um, a real coach, a good coach, is going to connect with you emotionally uh, and, and mentally. Like you'll get a good vibe. You know, um, and there's all different types of school. Like I love the CrossFit. You know. Kool-Aid, if you will. Like I, I'm drinking from that. But there's other great stuff out there too. But if you're just looking at like social media reels and posts and those sorts of things, like mm-hmm. uh, there might be some good information out there. But there's a lot of garbage. Yeah, know? there you is. Know? There's That's just so much garbage. Right there. Yeah, so you have to like kind of interview the coach, mm-hmm. right? And it has to be a good fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and they should have some clients that they've worked with. Yeah. Right. Um, and they should be able to provide some. What's the word I'm looking for? A social proof you know like mm-hmm. you know i've been working with uh stacy for the last nine months and look at what we've done you know yeah. and 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 there are some coaches that work only with women or, mm-hmm. or that's their bread and butter you know or there and some coaches that only work with whatever jujitsu players and like you you, you got to look at the people that you that resonate with you mm-hmm. it's an interview process you yeah know, it's hard but like if, if your gut is off Mm-hmm. Yeah, your gut feeling is off, like, it's probably not going to be a good fit. Even if that is one of the most knowledgeable, best coaches in the world, mm-hmm. you know, like, if you don't buy into it, you're not going to buy into it, you yeah. know? So, um, so it's a nuanced P- question. Yeah. Piggybacking off of that, do you have any example questions people can ask the coach when they're interviewing? Oh, uh, well, like, like, quote, unquote, interviewing. Yeah. But so, I mean, like, certifications are one thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you don't need to have a certificate to be educated, knowledgeable, and know how to train people. Yeah. Um, so it's like they can have the list of credentials, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I have a lot of doctors in my gym, just as a case in point, kind of circling mm-hmm. back to that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they wholeheartedly say, like, they don't, don't do what I do. What I do on a daily basis is save lives. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and they, they give me full credit for that. So it's like, I don't have a doctorate degree. It's you know, preventative like, measures. Yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. I keep. Yeah. My goal is to keep you from ever, ever seeing a doctor. I don't mm-hmm. want you to ever, ever have to go to a doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, big goal but um yeah so the credentials are one thing you can look at those but there's that you know i would look at you know how long they've been coaching people you know do they have examples do they know people that have gone through uh, a similar path or journey that you've been on mm. you, you got to look at the program they're, they're offering you know that's a big part of it mm. yeah, so. what about like philosophy like do they believe in is this something you could ask somebody like do they believe in bmi do they how do they sure. That kind of, can well, so we're, that? we're looking like, at like quantitative metrics, like how do yeah. you track success, you mm-hmm. know? And yeah, certainly, like any coach that's not going to be forthcoming with these mm-hmm. things, if you ask them very pointed questions, like yeah. I think that's a red flag warning sign, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody comes into my gym, like we do an intro consultation, and we follow what we call a prescriptive model. So you're going to come talk to me mm-hmm. about your goals, and, and I'm going to ask you questions about like, what have you tried in the past, and are you working out now, and all those sorts of things. And then I'm going to prescribe a workout regimen not a like doctor prescription but i'm like hey you should do some personal training you should get on a nutrition plan or hey you should jump into the group classes or hey you know maybe you want to work out at home mm-hmm. you know it's there's a there's a psychological component to this and a physiological component to it mm-hmm. but i like but if somebody starts asking me um pointed questions about my systems like i'm going to answer that mm-hmm. uh and how we help people be successful but but it, it's it, it's hard but try mm-hmm. a few yeah, yeah. like th- you know like Almost like, like dating. Yeah, you have oh, to yeah. kind of, yeah, like maybe you think it's going to work out first mm-hmm. and then you get into it just a little bit and you're like, I don't know if it's going to work yeah. out. Yeah. Like, are, yeah, are you are you getting into a year-long contract? 
You know? Oh yeah. See yeah. if they make you sign a contract. Yeah. That's important information. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. do they do like a trial period? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't give away free stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm just like, you know, wh what if you find out like three, four months in that you really don't jive with this person? Yeah. You like do most people? I guess. Um, let me ask you this: like, Do most coaches require a one-year contract? A lot of gyms do. We don't. Like, or can you do like yeah. month to month so type of thing? We have programs like we have three month, two month, twelve yeah, twelve week program. We have a nine week program, um, but we don't do contracts. You know, if somebody mm -hmm. wants to prepay me for a year of group classes, like I'm gonna, you know, give them a little package. But yeah. if at any point they're like, I'm out, mm -hmm. you know, like I don't want to keep that person training that person. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna have an exit interview at least to be like. You know, hey Stacy, you've been with me for six years. Like, what's going on? You know, yeah. like I want to talk to that person, but like I'm not gonna hold somebody there. And mm -hmm. our boilerplate onboarding is a three month program, you know, with nutrition. Mm -hmm. But if somebody gets a month into it and they're like, this just isn't for me, like mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, yeah, like go, like yeah. yeah. But other gyms have contracts, and you know, yeah. Well, you know. I mean, there's gotta be. I feel like something important here is like there's gotta be an exit. Like you can't necessarily be locked in forever like you have to know where the exit is yeah. and if you're if they do make you sign a contract you have to look really hard for where the exit language is i want to, like one of my goals as a coach is to render myself obsolete right like i mm -hmm. want to give enough information and educate my clients enough so they don't ever need a coach ever again in their lives mm -hmm. right uh, and in the process of that like i develop relationships where people don't ever want to leave my gym which is, <laughs> which, is which is awesome you know but but that's that's what I'm trying to do. Like, yeah. I don't want you to ever need a coach again. I want to make sure you understand why we uh, program weights and sets and those sorts of things. Like why I'm giving you this nutrition advice. Like mm -hmm. why we're going to tweak this, that, the other thing. Why you should maybe incorporate you know this into your diet and remove that from your diet. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the reasons for that. Yeah. And then and I'll point at you know peer reviewed medical journals. <laughs> you know and all those sorts of things. Well, those are important yeah. too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 Good. Okay. Yeah. So the next couple of questions are, what would you say to somebody who might still, after this conversation, who might still think that this kind of thing is out of reach for them? It's really not that hard, right? And any progress is better than no progress, mm -hmm. right? So whether that's like getting into a gym regimen or starting a, a better diet that's gonna move you towards your goals, right? So like, you know, if you're eating a bag of cookies every single night, you know, eating half a bag of cookies, that's progress. Yeah, yes, right. It is. Like, yeah, like you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so like we got to take everything. We're going to meet you where you're at, yeah. and you need to do some real deep soul searching. Mm -hmm. And we'll, I call this like getting clear with my clients. Yeah. Um, like some of my clients, like they're f over fifty percent body fat. You know, mm -hmm. I've had four hundred pound gentlemen come in, and it's like, you, like there's real health implications, like life threatening health implications. Like yeah. you need to lose two hundred pounds. But I'm not going to be like, you need to go on this crazy restrictive, you know, all this stuff. I'm like, mm -hmm. it's like, hey, you know, eat a half a bag of cookies. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, drink the diet soda and instead of the regular soda. There's yeah. like, you have to look at people. So you like, you have to look at these small things. How do I, how do I usually phrase this? The smallest things that have the greatest impact. Yeah. Right? Oh my God, and jujitsu too. Yeah. 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 We know that. Yeah. It's like, it's like, what's this, what's this little thing we can incorporate today that's going mm -hmm. to have the biggest impact on your life? Okay. You've been doing that for a few weeks. Like, let's incorporate another thing that's going to mm -hmm. get you more results, better results, yeah. you know? And it's like, you got to stack these like little tiny wins, you know, uh, you know, repetitively. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, and that's what it is. It's, it's when people, I like to set huge goals for people, you know? Yeah. You know, so like whatever, that foreign, just the, 
theoretical 400 pound dude he comes he's like i need to lose 20 pounds i'm like okay that's great like we're gonna do that in the next two three months but like here's my year plan here's my two-year plan here's my five-year plan here's my life plan here's the legacy plan i want to develop for you but the first thing it starts with is like hey man um why don't you switch to diet soda instead of soda you know like we start with that one little thing right yeah i hope that's a good yeah no it is no it's 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 fine it's um, I appreciate that you said that, that it's it's um, small steps. Because I've also, personally, like, I've been in the cycle where I literally sit down on my couch in whatever state I'm in, and I'm just mindlessly eating, like, popcorn out of a bag yeah. or eating chips out of a bag, or I literally would go to the store. Like, I've done this. I've literally gone to the store in an episode and bought a dozen donuts, and I, I sat in my car and ate half of them, and then I got home and ate the other half. A huge, a huge step for a lot of people is just like like taking a food diary, and I'm not even talking about like changing the foods you eat, but start to write down the emotions you have before and after you ate. Like, yeah. Yeah, and it's like like starting to understand your relationship with food, mentally, psychologically. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. like that's a tremendous step when people are like, like. You know, yeah. I, I mean, this donut, these donuts, like, I don't even know why. <laughs> exactly. And I'm not yeah. trying to, like, shade yeah. anybody. Like, I yeah. love donuts. I still do. I had a donut, like, I don't know. I went to the store because I really wanted a donut. And by God, I went to the store and I bought a donut and I bought two donuts. And I ate one in my car because I wanted it. And then I saved the other one and I ate it the next day. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, it, that's the thing. Because, like, pre-condition um, management, I would have sat and ate both of them in the car. Even yeah. though the only one I really wanted at that moment was the one. Yeah. But like, I'm not trying to say like, if you, you know, if you have two donuts versus whatever, like, oh, that's a bit, like, I'm not saying that, but it's just like, like what you said, like reduce the amount, like instead of eating literally a dozen donuts in the span of two hours, yeah. I had a, one, two donuts in the span of two days. Well, you have to, and again, it, it circles back to goals, right? Like, what are you trying to do? If you look at like world's strongest men competitors, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like the mountain, Bjorn Hafthorson or, um. Eddie Hall, right? These are giant people that weigh. Mm-hmm. Eddie Hall's six one. He's an inch taller than I am, and he weighed. He, when he was competing, uh, world's strongest man, he weighed about about four hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. So it's a dude one inch taller than me that weighs nearly double my weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, these guys eat ten thousand calories a day. Like there, there's like a eat the mountains diet challenge where like some regular guys try to eat what the mountain eats in a day. But, like, in order to, like, deadlift over a 1,000 pounds and do the, like, these guys need to have the caloric intake. So, like, Eddie Hall, like, would literally get up in the morning and start eating Snickers bars. So he had the caloric intake to maintain the athletic ability that he needed Mm -hmm. to compete at that level. You know, and it's... It's insane, but like, like again, it's like, what are your goals? Everybody's yeah. different, and and, yeah. I, and, I, and like, I don't know your background. I don't. Somebody walks in my gym day one, like, I don't know their background. It's my goal yeah. to understand their background, and then give them some feedback, some coaching, and and incorporate those little things that are going to help move them towards their goals. Yeah. You know? So. And I mean, and that's kind of circling back to what you had said before: is like, what are your goals? How do you feel? Mm-hmm. And also, like not necessarily cutting out entire food groups or whatever, but like maybe reducing the amount that you're eating in one sitting. Yeah, or like, swapping. Yeah. yeah, or swapping it. Yeah. But it's like with my donuts example. I used I literally used to eat so many yeah. in a sitting. I and love like, donuts. And like I love them too. <laughs> and like the first like one, maybe two, 
felt all right. Yeah. But then after that, if I just kept shoving it in my face, I'm like, I'm like, I don't even want this anymore. Yeah. But like now I've started, I can't stop. Yeah, well, you gotta like, you gotta do it's like a, that's it, the food narrative. Yeah. You gotta start like, how did I feel before I ate this? Like, why did I buy the donuts? And then yeah, how do I kind feel of after? that all yeah. or nothing mentality yeah. type of deal. But yeah, just like reducing the amounts. Like I still eat donuts, guys. Yeah. But now I'm only eating like one, maybe two, yeah. instead of a dozen. Yeah. That's, you know. It's it's it's, it's fascinating. You know? Like, and there's so much. There's so much in, the, in this. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um. So next, next question. We're almost. We're wrapping up here. Yeah. What are some good resources that people can check out? That um, I, can, I mean, I can link them in these show notes and whatever. Sure. Um. Come see me. All right. Uh, no, in all seriousness, like I am on a mission to help as many people as you possibly as I possibly can. Oh, a thousand percent! I'm gonna link your yeah. website and stuff. Yeah, and so uh, you know, I like you can book a 15 minute call for me, and I, like this is not a pitch. This is not me trying to sell you coaching. This is me just spend 10, 15 minutes on the phone with you to give you some clarity, some insight on how you can move towards your goals. Right? Like we just spent like an hour talking, yeah. and like listen to this episode, guys. Like yeah. he just gave a lot of really good like advice and stuff for. Yeah, but I mean, but the, but the, there's there's tons of great res- resources yeah. out there. You know, like I like there's podcasts I listen to. You know, uh, influencers out there, but they're like there's real science based information. Like I love Peter Atia is one of the, Dr. Peter Atia. He's out there. Um, Huberman is another one. The Huberman Lab. He's a phenomenal uh, guy to listen to. Dr. Amy Shaw. I can't remember the name of her book. Uh, she's got a podcast also. But like, there's so many. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of really, really, really smart people out there that are doing great work. But those are like kind of three of the big ones I look you know, off the top of my head that I love. Uh, yeah. Dr. Amy Shaw. Peter Atia is doing some great stuff. Andy Galpin's another one. Andrew Huberman. Like, there's some great, great info out there. Yeah, so I can I can find mm-hmm. links to wherever I can, I can they send have. You the links yeah, and there. then I'll just link everything yeah. down in the show yeah. notes. People can just click on yeah. that because we've said before that like there's so much noise out there, mm-hmm. and then we've also said now that like, there's a lot of good information. It's yeah. like people who are just like, well, how do I know what's what? Like, well, yeah, well, then that, so that's what people pay me for. Yeah, I I am trained to weed through the no the, all the noise mm-hmm. and decipher and then like and give you the stuff that. That works, and yeah. and for and honestly, like when I, there's a lot of trial and error when I started coaching people, and I'm not saying like I was like I'm just throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks, but like I've I've, I've been doing this for ten years, yeah. and, and and I've I've developed a system that is you know works the vast majority of the time, regardless of who you are, regardless of what your goals are. I have people that need to lose hundred pounds, and I have Ironman athletes in my gym. I have mm-hmm. you know I've got all types. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. awesome. So, like, that circles back to what you had said earlier about, like, finding a good coach mm-hmm. and the interview process. We already talked about that. Okay. So, where can people find you yeah. on social media? You can always shoot me an email, dave at CrossFit Spiro, which is S-P-E-R-O dot com. Uh, my Instagram handle is coach underscore Dave Green, uh, and it's Coach Dave Green uh, on Facebook. Mm. Yeah, that's really where I'm at right now, so. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Coach Dave, thank you so much for being here. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having I me. I really appreciate your time, and yeah. this was really um, thought-provoking, mm-hmm. informational. And one more time, we are not medical professionals. <laughs> Before you start any diet or exercise program, consult a medical professional. Absolutely. Consult yeah. your physician. Yeah. Thanks for having but anyway, me. anyway, this is so much fun. Thanks yeah. for being here. Thanks for helping me get my voice out there. Yeah, definitely. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. This definitely was the longest episode I've ever done. But with a complex topic like this one, 
which also goes hand in hand with Dave's next guest appearance, uh, talking about weightlifting, cross training, and general exercise along with jujitsu. It's just, it's so complex and it's so individualized, as you heard him saying. And so I really am glad that we took the time to dive into a lot of these particular topics. So I just wanted to kind of summarize some of the main points that Dave was making. Um, The first one is eat quality food without necessarily worrying about the quantity of it. He also talked about building sustainable habits for long-term success. He also talked about eating in moderation for certain types of foods that you don't necessarily want to have as part of your day-to-day nutrition. And I touched on this and also Dave had touched on this a little bit is that we generally are stuck in an all or nothing type of mentality, which really hinders our goals. So again, if you have questions, Dave is a coach. He does have certifications for helping people specifically with these things. So I'm going to link everything in the show notes. I'm going to link some references that he made about other people you can listen to and I really hope that this was helpful and that this was informative and if it made you question things that it inspires you to go get the answers to your questions. So with all of that said, I am looking forward to seeing you guys in the next one. Bye! Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast, give it a rating, and leave me a review. If you have any questions for me, or if there's something you want me to talk about, then DM me on Instagram at Podcast, or email me at jujiteraspodcast at gmail.com. These will all be linked in the show notes below. See you next time.